up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Corey B underscore MTG. What is up? <gasps> wow, Brad, you you should uh, spit some bars, man. You want to lay down a track together? <laughs> you were uh, you were really getting in the melody right there. Oh, I have, and they are all bad. <laughs> all right, my man. I am not a rapper. Ah, oh, dang it, dang it. Yeah, and 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 I'm also not a popping iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. But if I was, it would be a wonderful platform for you to be able to listen and download episodes of this wonderful Bash Rose podcast. Yes, yes, nice plug, nice plug, bro. Oh, oh, you want more plugs? All right, I got I two more. more plugs. I got more plugs coming. All right, first off. Every single episode of the Bash Bros Podcast does come with its own special guest, but the problem with that is we were scrambling for a special guest this week, but luckily we got a last-minute phone call from someone offering to be on the cast, and it is none other than Brian Brown doing. Hello. Brian? Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for letting me be part of the Bash Bros Podcast. Uh, I got to say the call came from inside the house on that one. Oh, spooky. Wait, yeah. it did? Yeah, it did. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, I've been living in your basement for uh, years now, and that's just been the month of May. So, um. <laughs> so on, yeah, on that, yeah. though, that that it, what what was that show where it comes from in the house? It was like a when a stranger calls when we were like, you know, 20 or something. Teenagers, 18, 19, I guess. Wasn't it like Scream? It was a horror movie, right? It was a yeah. horror movie. And. And it came out when we were 19, so I'm 34 now. I'm old. I just had a birthday. Oh, I'm 33. Um, you're, you're so young. I'm, I'm still young. in my 20s, you old farts. <laughs> yeah. I'm still young, still fresh. And, <laughs> but uh, it was it was uh, our uh, I, I started dating uh, this girl way back in the day, and it was our first date. And uh, it was Valentine's Day, and we went, and that's when the movie came out. I think it was called When a Stranger Calls. And... Um, you know, we, I, I had it all planned out. We're going to go to this nice restaurant then we're going to go to this movie and we get to the nice restaurant and it's full because I didn't get a reservation cause I didn't know I needed to, you know, this is my first Valentine's. I didn't, I didn't understand everyone else did the same things I wanted to do. Uh, and so we ended up going somewhere else that's, you know, shittier, but it was yeah, all good but, or something, but, but, but no, 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 it was, it was fast food. All, all the restaurants were, were full. Oh, um, wow. But so then then we still went to the movie and uh, there was only eight people. It was four couples um, in this movie. And it was bad. I mean, so bad. But then the most magical thing happened of any viewing experience I've ever had. All four couples just started shit talking the movie together. Like we were just <laughs> adding our commentary, kind of like, you know, mystery science theater. Yeah. You know, we were just all conversing about how stupid the characters were or you know like don't go in there but like it, it was yeah. it was the most fun i've had at a movie ever just yeah, because uh, you didn't have the, a cinematic adventure but you gained some friends in the experience oh no you none know? of us talked afterwards okay, yeah, okay. That no words were shared outside the theater so i have to ask uh how was it going to the original screening of the room <laughs> what are you what a it's not a horror movie b i would have loved to have done that i just, you you're just explaining you guys just shit talking the movie as it happened just made me think of the room for some reason so oh yeah no i want to go to a, a screening of that um pre-covid they used to actually do screenings in seattle and i've always wanted to go like once a month and mm. and i i definitely want to go do that um it's an adventure you've you've still not seen the room have you Corey? 
I don't think so. No, you should watch the room and then watch the 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 great artist or something with uh, James Fra- the disaster, the disaster Art. artist. Yeah, with with James Franco. Okay, uh, it's 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 a it's a wonderful movie, but you have to watch the room first. Yeah. Um, okay. They and, sound bad. Well, you're, does, you're okay. The room is bad. Like, like legitimately a horrible movie. Like one of the worst <laughs> movies you'll ever watch. I'm not joking. That's yes. the appeal of the room is that it's such a bad movie. The disaster artist is a movie about the room. And that's actually just a really, really good movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I can never get into those movies that people say you have to watch this. It's so terrible. I I, I just can't do it. I I don't either. I I don't. I I also don't enjoy those movies for the most part, but this one was legitimately worth watching. I thought I'll give it a shot. Well, well, so, so, so there's, there's a category of these are bad. You just have to see it, but most of them are bad, but there's a small subset podcast. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) But there's a small subset (laughs) of movies out there that are just fan fucking tastic. And (laughs) the room troll Two, bird Demic are all on this tier that they are just uh, like you, you, you think you're having a fever dream. See, I didn't enjoy Troll 2 that much outside of specifically the no (laughs) part. Well, I mean, there's there's some other. Well, yeah, there's some nice moments of that. But yeah, it's not as good. But the room. Oh, we still have to get you to watch Birdemic, Brian. Like that that movie, like literally 45 minutes into it, there wasn't a Emic or a bird. And and it's just people walking and talking and badly, like bad dialogue. And everyone's having like. But are they the, walking badly? Like, are they poorly walking? No, they're walking. They're walking fine. But okay. like everyone's everyone, all the characters, you know, nothing about them except that they're literally living the best parts of their lives. Like one guy just sold four million dollars of stuff and he got a, a promotion for a million dollars. And this other woman just got on the, the cover of like some famous magazine and she's going to be a famous model. And like all the shit. And I'm like, what is happening? Right. And they just keep walking and talking and walking and talking and you start to think like is this movie just a troll like did somebody like is this troll three like yeah yeah (laughs) like like is this just a a joke that there is no ever birds or pandemic but no that does come and it comes with a heavy 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 hand on global warming (laughs) nice And, and then you realize that it is just a college movie like they made this for college you know, and I, it's just beautiful. You just have to watch it. It's so good. Amber and I were just losing our shit the entire time. So <laughs> on the topic of The Room, uh, one of the famous lines from that movie is um, the like the main characters just I don't remember exactly. He's just p- pacing or something. I can't remember. And then like his friend comes and he, and he just has the line. Oh, hi, Mark. Like and it's it's super fake. Oh oh no oh no! What it is is he's walking upstairs and he's just his line is I did not beat her. I did not. Why I is she not. saying this? Yeah. I did not. Oh hi Mark. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, and he just sees his friend Mark and just says Oh hi Mark, and it's just like one of the famous lines because it's so poorly acted. There's <laughs> there's a guy in our World of Warcraft server whose character's name is Mark, and. <laughs> He'll post like looking for groups for dungeons. And when he does, everyone's just like, oh, hi, Mark, repeatedly. (laughs) And he hates it. 
Like he despises it. Like I, I don't think he's ever seen the room or doesn't understand <laughs> the references to it. But he gets really mad every time it happens, and he like he's blocking people and all this other stuff. But it just keeps happening. And then there was a guild that formed up just called Ohi Mark. Wow! <laughs> wow, Brian, did you start this trolling account? <laughs> no, I, I have not engaged in any of the Mark trolling, but it it, it is just like. Uh, it just became like a server wide meme where he would be like, <laughs> he'd be like, all right, level 58 paladin looking for a group for this dungeon. And everyone's just like, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. And then like <laughs> one day he was like, all right, level 60 paladin looking. And there was just a wave of people being like, congratulations on hitting level 60, Mark. And he's just blocking them all because <laughs> he's so like they're congratulating him on hitting Whatever, and he's just blocking them all because he's so upset with the Ohio Mark stuff. Wow, like, this, yeah. this guy has to change his account name at this point. I think. Yeah, I oh. think so. But it, it's just—I don't. To me, it was just—I love that. It's just hilarious. I don't know. Oh yeah, awesome. no, you, you you definitely have to watch it. I'll even we'll trade. We'll watch whatever movie you want us to watch if if you need that. But you definitely you definitely need to watch uh, those two movies. They are worth your time, and I promise you, you'll enjoy them. Um, okay. But let's 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 actually uh, uh, swing things around because we actually had a big announcement yesterday, right? Like that the, the the companions and the standards they might change, and the historics they might all change. Wizards of the Coast just announced uh, on a tweet that there will be a ban announcement and a potential companion conversation on June first. Uh, How awesome would it be, Brad, if all of a sudden on on June first they're just like. Yeah, and no changes to standard and historic. Good luck. But we have introduced <laughs> ten new companions for yeah, arena yeah. only. It's like <laughs> yeah, we actually we have, we have a supplemental product where you can buy ten new companions yeah. that are only legal and standard. Yeah. yeah, or they're just like we have a companion change to Yorian. If you up it up to a hundred cards, you can now use two Yorians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know those cards that are like it's like five siege rhinos, and it costs like it costs like. Yeah. 20 mana yeah. and it drains. No, I, think I, I think they're always like 20 fucking Niv-Mizzets or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it costs like a million mana. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised there hasn't been like a 14 Yorians or whatever. And it's just like you're only playable if your deck is like 340 or 340 cards and whatever. But yeah. Well, Brian, there has been something like that. There's There's just been a Yorian thing and then it changes the text box to like Scry two, gain four life, put four creatures into play, draw a card, you know, exile your opponent's creature. But that's just true. That's that. There's no meme about that. That's it's just, just what, what it does. does. Yeah, that, that's just the text printed onto the card. I don't, exactly. Not, there's no joke involved there. Like, yeah. And then at the bottom, it just said, "And oh yeah, it's a fucking four or five flyer." Yeah, I mean this this announcement couldn't come sooner enough because I was really excited to watch your E League from last night. Now we haven't you haven't played it right because we're recording this before you actually participate in the E League finals. But, yeah, like, but I should figure out where to spend my $5,000 in the future, right? Exactly. Like, yes. I am I am currently pumped to watch you, you know, yep. mop the floor with all of these these big names. But I don't, I couldn't give a shit about the actual games. Yeah, yeah. No, I tried to, I tried to test for, like, you know, the last two days. Because it is a lot of money, you know, 400 if we lose the first round, 5000 if we win. But I just, I cannot bring myself to enjoy testing you know i i'm wait, putting wait, myself wait, wait, through wait, wait, it, whoa 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 huh. if you lose in the top eight or in the first round you get four hundred dollars three seventy five three seven i thought their whole thing was five hundreds and two fifties 
Uh, it yeah, should no be kidding. 250 or 500. It's 10k. <laughs> it's 10k split up, and they wanted 5k oh, for up sure. top. You know, so I, that I, makes sense. Yeah. It's still a free roll tournament that I get to play in for free, so I'm not going to do too much complaining about it because I'm absolutely hyped. I just have to play against this. I, I got a scrub round one, though, thankfully. I just get to play against this guy named Javier Dominguez. Have you guys ever heard of him? I, it does, he it doesn't like mean much to me. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't look, like, doesn't like, look like anything to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it should be easy. should be easy. Just <laughs> kidding. I'm going I'm to get slapped up. He's too good. No, you're not. You're going to beat him. But. All right. But so so I, I've also been preparing because the arena open is this weekend and and <clears throat> these kind of tournaments I'm really excited about. These like Me on too. arena, when I can play them at my own time. Like I love the bigger events, hell, I'm part of MTG Melee, um, which is a good time for our commercial break. Hey Corey, how's it going? I'm great, bro. How about you? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Brad, I said I'm doing great. I'm just about to actually play in an online magic tournament. Well, have you heard of MTG Melee before? Yes, Brad. That's pretty much all you talk about it. And that is also where my tournament is being held. Well, did you know that there are daily tournaments on MTG Melee ran by almost 300 organizers that currently use the website? Yes, Brad. That I just said that's what I'm doing. All you have to do is make an account at mtgmelee.com and find a tournament you're interested in. I know, I know, Brad. It's that easy. But what if I don't want to play in tournaments? Well, you can become a tournament organizer and run them yourself. On our homepage, there's a link to apply. Okay, but I'm not really MTG sure. MTG but... Melee, your number one source for organizing and playing online magic tournaments. Hashtag sponsored, bro. Hey, also, how much are we getting paid for this commercial? Oh, you're not getting paid for this. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that is fair and accurate for what we're worth. MTG Melee, sign up today. All right, we just had God, our... that commercial gets longer every time, Brad. Oh, sorry, are we back? Yeah, no, 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 we, oh. are, we, we are back. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Corey, it's, the same, it's yeah. the same length every time, just our tolerance for it has significantly <laughs> diminished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Honestly, can Brad, I know you have a, a fancy bleep machine. Can you just bleep it every time you say MTG Melee instead of the F word now? <laughs> All right, yeah, so... We're so, only allowed four MTG Melee. We're only allowed to say MTG Melee one time per podcast to maintain our PG-13 rating. Yeah, exactly. so you can say fuck four times, but one's for that. So I fucking love because of, you know, all the tournaments, and I like playing in tournaments. But um, but I also, I, I love these arena tournaments because I can play them at my, my leisure, and I can take a break for an hour, um, and, and that's awesome. So I've been preparing for this, but, like... I'm glad that day one is best of one. A lot of people complain about that, but I actually enjoyed it because I don't have to fucking play best of three. Mm. And, mm. and so I've actually been getting super deep into best of one magic, like way deeper. Like I've got uh, in, in the MTG melee discord, um, I've got rooms for, for, for <laughs> all the arena formats and, yeah. you know, community building. And it's actually awesome. So join that if you want to. Um, but we're just talking about all the formats and all the decks and we've been talking best of one and I've been getting a lot of cool deck ideas and I've been trying them and we could talk about the whole metagame, but that's not important. What is important yeah. is I have so little interest in what's happening in best of three magic that I am just finding the swingiest decks and just trying to Yahtzee as much as possible. <laughs> and that started with like blue green mutate because that deck can get out of hand. But then yeah, I, I found the actual deck. It's the most fun and best deck in the format, in my opinion, which is four color Winota. This, this deck is disgusting. So it's does the whole agent Winota bullshit, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. But but it plays four Gilded Goose and four Grazer and four of the uh, Neoform. And and because you have the hand smoothie algorithm, you have better chances of having a good opening draw. And so all of the inconsistencies of playing Grazers and Neoforms and stuff like that kind of goes away because all you have to do is just hit hit them with a Winota, right? Replay Winota and attack with your creatures. And almost every game is over at that point. I mean, the amount of turn three or four concessions I've had with this deck is laughable. Like, And the cool thing, you can do it on turn three by like doing Grazer into a three drop into it. Or you can even go like Gilded Goose into a three drop into just Neoform your three drop, attack with whatever creature they brought into play because um, all your three drops create tokens. Um, yeah, like, so you're playing yeah, the... Yeah, with this list. That, this sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, so 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 the three drops are the two three that I never remember the name that makes the three two illusion. Oh, yeah, reflector image or whatever. Yeah, the the reflection. Uh, the yeah. one, the spirit that makes a one one spirit flying, the two colors white, and yeah. then and then Legion War boss. Um, so you accelerate to those. Um, you have a few two drops like Fibble Flip and stuff like that. But, um, you know, if you play a Gilded Goose, you can play a three drop that created a token. And then you Neoform that on turn three to go get Winota, and you have whatever token it created and the Gilded Goose to attack. So on turn three, you get two Winota triggers. Wow. Um, that, that sounds awesome. Oh, it is awesome, except for all of my opponents that immediately concede to not having lands on turn three. Like, they just went tap land, tap land, concede. I bet they're having a great time. Well, yeah, yeah awesome right. for some people. And honestly, it's it's painless then at that point. If they lose that fast, then it's just like, ah, you know, you move on. Brad, yeah. Brad, Brad's like, man, I've been having so little fun with best of three magic where it's all about these Lugas and Asian of treacheries. So I'm switching to best of one where it's even more agent of treacheries. Yeah. Well, well, like, <laughs> but other people haven't caught on yet. And okay. this deck beats this deck is really good against Luca because they sweep your board. You put some more tokens to play. They sweep your board. You put some more tokens to play. Then they finally can't sweep the board. So the only time I ever lose to them is if they have fires wrath into combo. Yeah. Which isn't yeah. always. Yeah. Um, no, and, and sometimes you can go under it, too. Imagine how sick this arena open would have been if they had the ban announcement, just like the day it goes in effect the day of, of this open. It would be I, so much more fun. I want the ban announcement to go into effect between day one and day two. I want the ban just, announcement to go in effect between <laughs> rounds four and five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an arena open that you can play at your leisure, BBD, so that doesn't make any damn I, sense. I want the ban effects to get, I want the ban announcement to go into effect midway through game two <laughs> i wanted to strand like four cards in my hand i want yeah, it midway, yeah. midway through game two you can just veil people and yeah <laughs> mid, mid, <laughs> midway through game two i cast an oko that i put into my deck expecting it to get unbanned and being correct about it uh, if, if if i could if 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 I just want to live in a world where I just get to see the announcement being an unbanning of things like nothing changes. They just bring Veil of Summer back, you know, like yeah. just something like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They should, yeah. They should just unban everything and just let let God sort it out. Like, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I really wish they would troll us once if except the magic community would lose their effing mind. Well, just troll the us. magic community doesn't lose their effing yeah, mind on announcements. We're all level headed, but it'd just be so funny to just be like, all right, for the bad announcements, we're just bringing back Oko. No other changes to historic companions or standard. They bring back a new card called Twice Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Ugh. It's, it's oh, four. Man. It's four to hard cast. Zero if it's the first spell you cast. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking oh. of uh, band talks, though, boys, I got I got one last thing to talk about when it comes to the bands. I know you're both uh, versus live alums, so maybe you'll you'll enjoy this. On uh, tomorrow, we're going to be playing a versus live of Jeskai Luca, assuming it's going to get banned up against three of the best standard decks that have either been banned or just are too good. That's and, very uh, impressive. Not it doesn't sound like anything we used to do. Did you guys uh, used to do it? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But well, well, to be fair, you know, I didn't know that, but it sounds cool. We're gonna put it up against Cobblade, Blue Green Food, and Copycat Combo. You guys think I'm gonna get wrecked? Who are you, Luca? I'm Luca. Yeah. Wait, why? Have- why aren't you playing it against the best deck to ever get banned? Rampaging Frostodon Red. Yeah. <laughs> band Rampaging Frostodon? You're not going to even play it? I mean. Yeah. Touche. Touche. You should have done it against like actually like the best decks ever. Oh, but come on. I mean, we do it up again. <laughs> I, I think Patrick Sullivan mentioned it. It was a deck where it just goes duress on turn one and then kills you on turn two. He's like, that'd be really good interactive magic to throw that up against Luca. I don't know what old deck he mentioned, you know. Yeah, there, there's probably, a lot of probably gym. memory jar or something. It, yeah. yeah, so many people suggested like memory jar brokenness, but. Well, you could yeah. have also just done like Skull Clamp Affinity. Yeah, because you could never beat that. Think about that match. How great that would be to watch. Come on. We had to have some, you know, foresight here, but yeah. (laughs) You know who? Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I already know where you're going with that BBD, and it's inappropriate. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, you should have done Cobblade. You should have done Caught Twin. Yeah, we we thought about that too, but I we just figured that deck would absolutely not. We already think Cobblade is going to be too good. But like, they the, run four the, spell pierce. Are you kidding me? Isn't that the point, though, to see? Yeah, but we also don't want to just be shit shows, you know? So we, we wanted to balance it a little bit. And I feel like Cobblade was more well-known as the best standard deck, not not the Ka Twin, where that was the evolution, you know? Well, yeah, but you you get to create your own storyline. You, you are the producers of this. Like, you can create your storyline. You can bring cool new content and say this was actually the best deck and this is why a lot of players that probably watch it now so i mean not a lot but like there's yeah. a few that don't even know what cobblade is it's just coming yeah. from your memory that's true that's true Shit, you could make create. up a deck you could literally straight up make it up a deck and say this dominated sometime in the past and people like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like tops off at shivan dragon no or something. It's, <laughs> it starts it starts with the rest into Kiro of precinct one yeah. Into- <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, no, that, that'll be fun. That'll be definitely yeah, fun be, to watch. It should be pretty cool. But yeah, so I mean, I've been enjoying it. I haven't showered in multiple days. I'm I'm dealing with depression and I'm just jamming Winota over and over and over again. I am doing great. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's how Brad's handling magic right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you, Brian? <laughs> oh, well, I'm handling it by... Not showering for weeks, having depression, and playing World of wow. Warcraft. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I want to talk about like uh, how we deal with playing Magic during uh, the situation that we're in, the quarantine situation, COVID, and all that. Because okay. uh, it's definitely a far cry from the way we used to play magic or had the ability to play magic, you know, 
going to our local shops and playing in F&Ms or going to big tournaments or any of that kind of stuff. Like none of that's available anymore. And it's kind of a big uh, shift in, you know, culture culturally and also just in magic in general. So uh, I wanted to basically talk about how each of us have been handling that. And maybe that will like help people who have felt similarly to us. Like, I don't want to assume how people are feeling during this, but uh, I know that personally magic hasn't really felt the same to me. Uh, So maybe that's true of others as well. But uh, I mean, if, yeah, yeah, if if I can, if I can take the horn. Yeah. um, Like I've always, so, so I, I've uh, realized recently in the last few years, about anxiety and I didn't know I actually had it. Um, I didn't even know what it was, but it never really affected me that much. But one thing that I never had a grasp on is the idea that you have good days and bad days or some people do. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and as this has been going, I definitely have good days and bad days. And Amber and I have been like working through our relationship together, especially stuck in a house together about this and saying like, we just, we have to see where the wind blows. Like right when this started, I was like, all right, like I bought into that stuff. I bought into like, we are going to be better than we were when we got out of this quarantine or we're going to be better when we get out of it than we were going in. And I'm like, let's structure ourselves. Let's get up at a certain time. Let's do this. Let's, 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 let's get all this new content done. I'm going to do YouTube. I'm going to stream. I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm working on melee. Let's, let's, you know, like, let's. Yeah. You want get- to channel your energy. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, that's just, that wasn't manageable. And the the reality of it is that like, if, if you don't do self-care and if you don't have, I mean, I finally, for the first time realized that I can just wake up one day and if I have like priorities, I have to get done, especially for, for melee, I will do them, but I can wake up and just say, well, today is just not a good day and that's okay. Yeah. And, and that I can just (laughs) sit on the couch and I can do what, what, can distract me or make me happy or something because you can't, there's no stimulation. There's no, there's no Friday night dinner or Friday night going to a barcade or a tournament to look forward to. It's like, everything is just gray and continuous. And yes, there are different tournaments online and yes, there are some issues. I'm not, I'm not trying to get into like the, the, the drama uh, of, of it. I'm not happy with the, the, like the, some of the tournament stuff and, and, but I don't want to deter from this conversation. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. they're all still the same. Even every tournament's the same because I'm sitting in front of my computer and I'm playing it. Yeah. My body mm-hmm. is in the same room in the same place and space. And, and, and there's no difference. And so I'm starting to see like my brain just not like the other night I went and hung out with the Frolix. First time I ever left the house. We've been in hard quarantine on both sides. So we're like, you know what? Let's just hang out. And I felt like, like a dog that gets to go outside, you know, mm-hmm. like I went yeah. and hung out with them for three hours. We like went to Efro's hot tub. We hung out. We talked about a bunch of stuff. I just had so much fun. I felt, I felt revitalized actually. Like the next mm-hmm. day I felt better because I had human contact and I didn't really understand the, the need of it. And now the the next, all I can think about is the next time I get to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same, you know, I, I went to uh, a place that you guys would know uh, very well as the old Todd Anderson house um, who now, you know, is, is occupied by new people since Todd uh, moved away to California and just going over there for a barbecue, you know, playing some lawn games. Uh, I, I introduced the Roanoke folks, Brad to beard arts. Did you ever play that? Uh, in North Dakota? 
I don't, I, I don't think so. And I, and I say save it for the, uh, the not cast. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, <laughs> just, just going over there and getting to hang out and have a barbecue was just exactly that. So refreshing. And I think the thing that I was the biggest hit for me for magic tournaments is like, I still enjoy playing online magic tournaments. I always have, you know, we, me and Brad have played moto tournaments for the longest time, you know, when we were kids and stuff and I've always enjoyed it. But the thing I was really missing is going to these SCG tournaments. I was starting to dread them before quarantine just because I was going every weekend and it was starting to just be a lot with travel and stuff. But then I realized after they were taken away that that was also my escape where sure, of course, I would try hard to test for the tournament. But then after day one of the tournament, it was hang out with friends, go to dinner. Then after day two of the tournament, it was actually, you know, go out, have fun. Uh, have some human inter interaction, um, you know, catch up with friends that I only see at tournaments. And I just didn't realize how much I would miss that until, you know, I just got to hang out with friends once in one small little situation. Yeah, it, it kind of it's it's almost like a grass is always greener type situation sometimes yeah. in regards to that kind of stuff. And I feel like a lot of people are uh, finally coming to grips with like how much the social aspect of magic actually matters to them. Cause I think yeah. a lot of people really undersold that in the past of, um, you know, myself included of, of thinking like, okay, I like magic because of this aspect of the gameplay, because it's a challenge because I like solving puzzles, all these other reasons of why we like magic. Yeah. And, and like, that is true. I do like magic for those reasons, but um, you know, for me, like the social aspect of magic was never, something that I attributed as being like that big of a part of it all. But yeah, when, when you <laughs> stop going to tournaments, like I honestly, I, I haven't enjoyed going to tournaments for the last year or more. Um, I just, I really haven't. But when I've been reduced to only playing magic online, it quickly grew boring for me because I mean, what's the, what's the difference for me? It's, no social interaction like that's the big mm -hmm. difference well, I, mean, I mean formats it's you know some of it's the cards some of it's the formats too but at, at like at the end of the day sitting in front of a computer playing faceless games of magic on magic online or magic arena like just gets super repetitive after some amount of time and and kind of loses its shine whereas like when you're playing with other people and stuff there's always like the banter, the social element, the shuffling, the the mind well, that, games, that, the body language, <laughs> all that kind of stuff that like you don't really think about that much, but like ha has like actually a pretty big impact on it. Well, Sorry. well yeah, oh, I, I'm just trying to say that's why it's called Magic the Gathering, not the grinding. Yeah. Like, yeah, 100 oh, percent. Oh, really? I have been <laughs> I've been on the wrong website. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys, it was it was kind of absurd. I, I look back and I have just like a crystallizing moment on March 4th. It was March 13th. It was my birthday um, when I was about to head to Baltimore. I remember leaving Applebee's and I had to go home and pack and me, you know, and then I, I was going to take a train to Baltimore for a tournament over my birthday. But I was really dreading it because I, I just wanted to stay home. It was my fourth week in a row. I remember seeing the announcement that SCG was canceled in the parking lot. I remember jumping up and down and like dancing. I was so excited because I was so burnt out. And now I just look back at myself and I'm just like, you selfish piece of shit. <laughs> that's, that's such a disturbing story, Corey. I know. You, I know. You willingly chose to eat at Applebee's? Like <laughs> 
Dude, I two am, for 20, man. Oh, I, I don't so even good. know you anymore. So, well, well, yeah, I mean, that's, you go to Reginald Tuesdays there, Brian, willingly, often. Oh, of course oh. I do. The I'm Rubin, totally it's not Reginald, it's, it's Rubinald Tuesdays. Rubinald, I'm sorry. I forget your stupid lingo when it comes to bad <laughs> food chains. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I, uh, I mean this this really just makes you think about about balance, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't get it right now, and that's and that's causing a lot of issues. And and just think about it, not legal. Yeah, it's not legal. I know. And and are we talking about the ban talks again? They banned balance a long time ago. Way that's too good. The, that's what the ban announcement is on June first. Balance is coming back, boys. Yeah. Unbanned balance out this format. Unbanned balance in all formats, including oh, reprinting it for oh, standard. Oh, I only have two lands. You son of a bitch. Yeah, so do you. How many did you steal from me? Well, punished. They're like, all yeah. right, I still have a fires. And a planeswalker. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like the balance of it, right? Like <laughs> I, I've been yeah. getting burnt out on magic because I don't have that. Like I wanted to do all the streaming and YouTube and I'm starting it and I'm enjoying it. But I remember uh, a stream last week. I, w- I just had my like fourth Luca mirror and I, and I just, I ranted and I never really like just straight emotional rant. Let my, let myself just rip it off on, on live stream. On stream. Yeah. Yeah. But I did. And I was just like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. I yeah. hate these Luca mirrors. I hate them so much. They're not fun. They're not engaging. They're not interesting. Yeah. Like you, all the decisions you make feel like they matter, but they don't. And 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 I and I just I just figured I I figured out that like I am too close to magic. It's probably because I want to do all the stuff. I want, you know, I'm working on melee, I'm working all this. I have to keep up with content. I have to keep up with all this stuff. I'm I'm a member of the Magic Pro League. I'm I'm on the Bash Bros podcast. And I was just doing too much stuff around magic and I just took a step back and I'm like, "You know what? I'm not going to stream tomorrow." And then I just like didn't play magic for like 5 days. And then yeah. and now I'm just going we right back into it with with best of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, that's that's honestly what has been the toughest thing for me, um, you know, with like Advantage Bar doing coverage and then basically all the same things you're doing, Brad, is that when a format gets so stale as it kind of is right now with Luca mirrors and stuff, it, it, it makes work, you know, feel a lot more like work when this was the huge benefit of doing magic content creation and all the things that I do. It was like when I went to work, it never felt like work. I loved it. I loved every minute of what I did. But when now it it just feels like this repetitive, tedious thing, like Lucamere's, like what, honestly, like what companions have kind of done to magic, at least in my but, mind, it just, everything has just felt more stale to me. And it's really hard to, you know, feel enjoyment when it comes to this. One well, of the things that I, I think is like really kind of a, trade-off when it comes to, the, to, to stuff like magic is like a lot of people like a lot of people myself included are really competitive and um you know for the most part i would think that our the audience of our podcast is pe- mostly competitive magic players or people somewhat competitive in, in some regard and there's always to me like a trade-off between um doing the things that you feel like you're supposed to be doing versus doing mm. the things that you actually want to be doing like and- this podcast actually on that note i'm gonna have to leave um, <laughs> but like you know you you're like okay I, I i need to grind to mythic so i can play in this qualifying tournament or i need to yeah. you know i need to spend five hours 
testing this deck so that I'm prepared for this upcoming tournament. And for I the need next to arena pro tour or something like that. Or yeah. like I need to spend X amount of time doing this to get myself ready for this. And sometimes the two things intersect. Sometimes that testing is really fun. You, you have a deck that you enjoy or you really like the format or whatever. And that's awesome. Like you get to, you get to like prepare for something that might advance you along your magic path while also enjoying it. Um, yeah, like Esper Hero for you, right, BBD? Everything kind of aligned perfectly at that point of your career, I feel, where you really enjoyed it and it was really good. You yeah, know? yeah, like that's yeah. that for sure. Like that's a great example of that where I was working for tournaments, but also just I genuinely had fun playing the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also times where they don't intersect. And it, I, I don't know, it's a trade-off. And I've, I've kind of struggled with that trade-off uh, like a, a lot of my career. And I think a lot of Magic players struggle with it, but I, I guess I can't know for sure. Um, but like one of the things that I really made an effort to do over the last few years was to prioritize what I enjoyed and, and to make sure that I always like treated magic as a game, even though, even though it was my career and even though, um, you know, I'm quote unquote, a professional magic player, uh, it's still, it's really easy to lose sight of the fact that it's a game. Mm. And I think, I think like, keeping that perspective is really important is what I'm saying. At least for myself, it really was like over the last year or a couple of years, like just taking time to play magic in ways that I found fun or even just playing decks that I found fun, even if they maybe weren't the best competitive decks, like really kept, it really helped me avoid burnout a lot of times where I was like super burning out on the game. And yeah. I, I've even found that in other other pursuits too, like like playing WoW. I I I really like playing World of Warcraft. I've spent a lot of time doing it recently, but there are aspects of the game that are incredibly grinding for some amount of reward. And it's like you have to weigh: is that worth the grind or not? And a lot of times, my answer is no. Even though I do want the end result of it, it's like that that's not something I find fun, and so I'm just not going to do it. And I think yeah, like. Like fishing on WoW. That was the one thing when I played. I was like, God, this is just so boring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fishing sucks. I, I, yeah. I, I'm with I, don't you know, I don't know what you guys are talking about because I've been playing that island game of Amber's and fishing is fantastic. <laughs> and also, no, but- it's also I keep calling it the island game because I, I forget its name every once in a while. Animal it, Crossing? Yes. And it's Animal wow, Crossing. Brad. And I forget wow. and I call it the island game. And it, I mean, Fumes. I see them just coming out of her ears. <laughs> yeah, well, BBD thinks the same thing when he has to correct us on card names that we play the card game professionally. So. No, it's it's almost like I'm making I'm I'm taking it less seriously. I'm taking the game yeah. where you build up an island and 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 stuff like that, like not seriously enough. Yeah, good call. But yeah. honestly, I want to I want to go back to what Brian said because Brian, that hits so like home for me just because we got to remember at one point all three of us used to like get off work and go play magic to unwind and just play whatever we wanted right like maybe draft drafts for me were the original enjoyment of magic you know back when i was a kid and it was it was the release it it was the it was the way to unwind your day and have fun and i think people lose sight of that when they turn it into a job and i think that's really bad no it's 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 not it's 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 you can see it like that, but I think that's a false positive. I think it's replayability. I think that eventually you will grind out no matter if it's a hobby or a job because, because then if the format changes, we're all excited to play it again. Right. 
Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying if you enjoy playing something, but you get burnt out of playing that specific thing, then you go on to the next avenue that you enjoy playing. Like if you're sick of drafts, but modern metagame looks awesome, you head to that, you know, but when you're when you do it professionally, the only thing I was playing was what the next tournament was. Even if it was two weeks in advance, I'd be like, OK, I'm going to get a head start on standard because that's my next big tournament. Why play anything else when I'm not practicing to better yeah. my my status, my platinum status, my MPL chance, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think in quarantine, the biggest step I took was following that advice. And all I was playing was modern. You know, standard is what I was most enfranchised with because of the advantage bar versus live, you know, dropping bombs, all, all these things that I kind of focus on standard. But modern was just so much fun to me. And I was just enjoying magic because I was finally not playing for a specific tournament. I might've had a pioneer tournament that weekend, but I didn't enjoy it as much. I was still just jamming Urza decks in, in modern and just having a blast. Yeah. I think it's really easy to just get caught up in the, in like the whirlwind of things and not really like stop to think about what you're actually doing. Like mm -hmm. it's just so easy to get caught up in like mindlessly grinding the arena ladder because that's just what you do and not yep. like really think about the fact that you're not actually having fun doing it and magic's a game that's supposed to be an escape a way to yeah. have fun and like maybe i shouldn't be spending five hours grinding the arena ladder i'm just doing it mindlessly like it's just it's become like habit for me but it's not fun yeah. and like yeah. i i just I, I don't know. Like I, I, I found myself falling into those kinds of things, not just with magic, but with so many as aspects of my life. And, and I just, at some point in time was like, I just have to prioritize like fun, fun. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It, it, like <laughs> this is a game, like it is an escape. Like you have to prioritize fun at some point in time or else it, it loses its fun. I don't, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, but I don't think I don't think it does lose its fun because look at social media. Everyone's having fun. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that yeah is true. everyone's right. yeah, everyone's having so much fun. No, I mean, like while it's all Brad, true, you must have a lot of people muted, huh? Yeah. So, so while How's it's the true, one person that you follow yeah. going like, so I, I don't know what they're thinking, and I don't know what people in this position are. I mean, I have been reading and keeping up, but I don't want to just assume anything, right? Um, yeah, but. I, I do have a feeling that there's quite a few people when COVID happened, started, and they put all of these qualifiers on Magic Online and and people were thinking like, hey, this is a time where I can like store up some qualifications. I can like get, like you say, get a head start on the testing. Yeah. And that's how they treated the last month or so. And, you know, playing in the, the arena qualifiers and stuff like that. And, you know, the, I don't think that this announcement made a lot of people happy and and it and it can't um and i can get like there's right now i bet there's a lot of people extremely frustrated with with this and covid and, and, and to all clarify, of it brad what announcement are you referring to i don't okay. think you mentioned yeah it's the yeah. the announcement of the players the regional players tours online the players tour finals the mythic invitational online all these new arena tournaments that are going to be being played between june july and august yeah um and you know, like I, I don't I mean, I'm not I'm not that excited about these events. We talked about this previously on the podcast. But what what it does is I feel for the people that thought that they were creating a bunch of space um, for future growth in the game and now what to do, mm -hmm. you know, and, and yeah, and I don't have I don't have a suggestion for them. That's why I want to you know, I'm only going to talk about me and handling covid, but I, you know, like yep. I I'm I'm in a position where I can do this, but also like I'm 
I'm just, I have to find what's fun about magic, especially from content creation to survive. I can't, and maybe that is a privilege of mine that I get. Mm. Um, but like, truth be told, if you told me I can either be in the MPL or do all the other stuff I'm doing, you know, I would, I would take that financial hit and go with the other way because like, I'm having fun working on melee. I'm, I'm having fun making content about goofy stuff. Like I'm, 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 I have to stop making content about the spike because I was trying to find the best deck and it wasn't fun to me, but you know, it was fun every single time I spun that one out of will. Every time it was a shot of shot of dopamine right in there. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it felt good. And I yeah. mean, I think there is some some kind of thing that leads to when you want to try to get into a position like you are, Brad, where you are uh, just, you know, kind of a magic superstar, you know, for lack of better word, um, you, you got to do certain things to get to that point where you you can't just do what's fun for you and and make content like that. You need to do it where people like to digest whatever content you're making. And you did that for so long. Now you're at a position where you can pivot and you can do whatever you want and it's very healthy to do so, you know. Yeah, like that that's that's a really good point. Like I I'm not trying to say that like oh, everyone should just, you know, I I'm, I'm definitely coming from a, a position of privilege here too. It's like yeah. I, I'm not trying to say like oh, everyone should just focus on having fun and magic. Because to get from the bottom to the top, you do have to grind. And sometimes that's yeah. not fun, but it's still what is essential to get there. Now, that path doesn't really exist right now. But presuming yeah. that it did, like, yeah, there, Wait, whoa, there's, whoa, a whoa, of, whoa, whoa, whoa. there's a lot yeah, of there's a lot of I mean, Brian, even just look at your GP master race like that was a grind and a half. And I'm sure that was not always fun, but it got you to where you are, essentially. Like that was a building blocks for everything for you, I feel. Yeah, but that had to have not been fun, you right. know? <laughs> all those all those times I drove eight hours for a PTQ and had my car break down and <laughs> yeah. lost in the finals. Like I didn't enjoy that, but it yeah, did. It's discouraging. It was, it was like what had to happen to get from one step to the next. Yeah. But there, I, I just at least, you know, there, I, I feel like the majority of magic players are people who treat magic as a hobby mm-hmm. and there aren't necessarily like trying to get to that top level. And I think if 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 you are treating magic as a hobby, um, you know, prioritize fun. That's my suggestion. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you're gonna say something, Brad? Um, oh, I was just gonna make a joke because Brad, uh, it's a stupid joke. Brian just said like, I, you know, if you start at the bottom and then get to the top, and I was like, so that's where Drake was referring to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. You probably should have said that joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sick burn yeah (laughs) but but yeah like i I mean i don't know like i i I wish that there were i wish there was a way to make tournaments online feel more like a convention yeah discord is not that (laughs) discord discord is everyone having their own megaphone screaming at each other like i so i figured out that from these tournaments um like a big tournament, a 2,000, 3,000 person tournament. That looks good. That looks good from the marketing side of things. But I think the best tournament size is roughly around 64 people. I think that like, now that can't be used for like the big OP stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But from seeing how things go, 64 people is a decent amount of people. There's a lot of, you know, it's a decent amount of people to have a good prize support, blah, blah, blah. But it, you can actually create a, a, a good feel around it. And, and, uh, and what I'm saying is I'm just trying to say that, like, I just miss the gathering. That's the best part about tournaments. That's something that like, I've been thinking about from, especially on the melee side is like 
what what you do between rounds in real life is way different than when you do it online. Yeah. Um, yeah, and th- agreed. And and I think that's a, a a big thing about all of this new world and stuff like that. And I, I don't know how to fix it. Um, but I I do definitely. I mean, I don't think there is a fix really. Like you can't replicate the social interaction of paper magic from you know it's just not possible. I yeah, there's probably ways to patch over it in a in a better way than we have now. Like magic arena is incredibly impersonal. There's no interaction whatsoever except occasionally you getting trolled by your opponent's emotes but like yeah there's just there's zero interaction there and there's probably ways for there to be like some amount of interaction but i don't think it can ever you yeah, know i mean well here's here's my you want, you want to hear my for... you want to hear my crackpot theory real quick on this can i just say one quick thing sure and then do it yeah the only thing i would want to see like maybe even from melee as an, an additional feature is just have at the start of a match, an optional like discord link where you both can just get into a video call and like chat through while you play your match. Like something like that feels kind of cool to do. I don't know how, how hectic it would, but that'd be <laughs> you kind could, of You fun, clearly you have know? no idea how API works. That, that, <laughs> is, that is the class. Oh my God. Like this is the classic example of every programmer uh, yeah. that's ever worked for a company where it's like, okay. uh, there's always like the, it, it's like the, the, the programmer joke of like somebody who works for the company comes in it's like, Hey, you know, it would be a really cool program for us to have in this company. And then it's like something that would take like four years to develop. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Hey, I'm just here trying to improve the world and you guys are just shitting on me. So I'll, uh, it's like, it'd be really cool <laughs> if you had like, if you could just like, you know, recreate Microsoft Office for us. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, there's no, there's no automatic button that our company could then make a different company's program do. <laughs> Whatever, whatever. What, what were you gonna make? What was your point, Brad? Move on. So, so I was thinking, like, here's my. Here, I, I, I haven't pitched this to anyone. It just came to my head. Honestly, this is just the ground floor. Um. Like, let's say a Red Bull and tap 2,000, 3,000 people again, right? Mm-hmm. What if along with that, there's also like four or five celebrities that aren't part of the production of the coverage, but they are doing things for people when they have downtime? Like, it's like, uh, like, let's say I'm just running a quiplash game that just all night I'm just playing Jackbox TV games and people can opt into the stream and play with me from from the tournament you know yeah and and i don't know like how it all all would work maybe it's all you can do it all within the discord um because discords are necessary for twenty six thousand people or, to, or not twenty six thousand, but thousands of people um but like that's how you can build community growth i'm wondering if there's like side booths that you can create for tournaments i don't that's just the first pitch yeah that's that's kind of cool i like that yeah something to do in between rounds that you would normally spend time with, you know, going outside, asking your friends, what, how'd you do, how'd you do this round? Yeah, you know, and yeah know that it exists because of this. The one thing, we, we've talked about all the things we miss, y'all. The one thing I do not miss, and if you are somebody who does this, stop doing this. Coming, People coming up to you that you kind of know, that you can tell they just want to talk about something, and all it is is a bad beat story that they have told to seven other people. Oh, that still exists on round. the internet. Yeah, that yeah. still exists. That's the only thing I don't miss from tournaments, is be like, oh, no way, they, they drew the cards in their deck? The, That's crazy. The only yeah. thing I don't... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I've had a lot of people coming up to me recently, and they've been telling the same story. It's they're they play against somebody in best of one who's been stealing their land on turn three. And they, <laughs> and it's the same story each time, and I wonder wow. who is that asshole who is stealing people's lands on turn three. It has caused so much misery in the magic community. Some people just want to watch the world burn, Brian. I know. Yeah. Yeah. God. (laughs) Uh, uh, Bradley, you got anything to add into that? Well, I was just going to say the only thing that I don't miss about all this is just pissing on toilet seats. I don't know why they do it. I don't I don't get it. Some of the most disgusting bathrooms that have ever existed on planet Earth were at magic conventions. Oh yeah, and and now and now, <laughs> GP New Jersey 2014 bathroom never forget. I oh, no God. no. I I remember I remember this bathroom. It was oh. it was the uh, weekend where you double top eight it opens, <laughs> the one day opens where we got our when I got my like tokens the the, the first Brad Nelson token. Like, do you remember this? Like you you Lauren Lauren Lee and I drove down. It was it was Atlanta. Okay, yeah, I remember that tournament, yes. Yes, I remember going to the last stall, and the last stall, there it was, a toilet full of shit. Just full whoa, of whoa, shit. Whoa, whoa, Brad, Brad, save it for the Aspros podcast tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, this, this is a dark story even for me. <laughs> yeah. Then, on the rim, toilet seat oh, down, God. on the rim, oh, God. on the rim. Oh, no. Toilet paper so all the way around it. <coughs> yeah, I don't even need colored dark yellow. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's absurd. I, I feel like people tried to like color the lines, you know, instead of actually just peeing in the toilet. Like they want to outline it first and then pee in it, like to mark their territory or something. Animals. It's disgusting. Yeah, that's just why animals. here's the play. Here's the play, y'all. Convention bathrooms, there's always bathrooms in the convention, but if you walk out of the actual hall and like walk around a corner, there's always a clean bathroom that no one ever uses. I always take that play. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a story. Of, uh, <laughs> when I, I was in the Richmond Convention Center actually for a tournament where I sought out a secret bathroom. Yeah. And it took me to halfway around the convention center and on a different floor. And I found yeah. I found one and I was in there because um, I had like 40 minutes between the rounds. So I was like, this is perfect time to 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 to, to go on a path of discovery. And I'm in there and I'm like mm-hmm. perfectly clean and nobody else in there. And then like a uh, somebody comes in with five kids. Oh, and- my God. <laughs> <laughs> and like they're like all between the ages of like two and six. And they're mm-hmm. like looking up underneath the stall at me in there and stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, my secret bathroom plan did not pan out. And it, and oh God. Yeah. So you must've lost that round. And then you just lost that round in the bathroom. So <laughs> yeah. an O2 drop there. Yeah. Oh, there was some <laughs> dropping happening. Yeah, but. Thank you. I, I softball pitched that up for you, BBD. I was thank hoping you were going to nail it home. And honestly, yeah. like, I, you know, no, no judgment from me. Like having to, deal with five kids is really tough like it's not yeah that wasn't yeah. like a knock on that it was just oh it's my not little, bad parenting little, that they exist yeah it's just my <laughs> little it was my little slice of perfection had been interrupted so <laughs> uh, so it sounds like we don't miss going to convention centers at all by the end of this the truth I, came I, out I, yeah. I, <laughs> well, I, I really i don't so <laughs> I, I miss i miss the 
the tournaments I missed the most are the arena opens. Well, I didn't I, I didn't actually like the players tour, uh regional players tour because I just didn't like the fact that a third party was running it. Um like mm. CFB events was running it, and it it's not like monetizable for them, so they just threw it in a corner. Right? Yeah. If, if if it wasn't the main event, I don't want it to be the main event, right? The Grand Prix is the main event, but like it was just this far off in the corner thing. And, you know, I, I, if I was there for the Grand Prix, that's fine. And I would have been just as happy, but, you know, it just felt very meh. And yeah, I, I didn't get to go to that one, but I, I kind of heard stories that it just didn't seem like a pro. Oh, anymore. and yeah. And well, there was bathroom issues in, 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 in the European ones and stuff like that. So like, but like the arena, the the Mythic Invitationals for Arena, well, they were called Mythic Championships last year, but now they're called Mythic Invitationals. Um, yeah. Those I loved going to. I actually really liked them a lot. I liked the fill and the hangouts. Is it because they gave you $50,000 each time you attended I one? did like two of them more than the third, but um, <laughs> but no. no. I like, liked them all about the same. <laughs> even even at is- the... Even at Middle that point, if you if you run a tournament of like fifty to hundred people, you can make the accommodations way better for your players. Yeah, and so yeah. like we had couches and we had better lounging and we had like drinks available and all of this stuff. Now, if that tournament was yeah. four hundred people, they couldn't do that. Then that's when that's when we have to be treated like cattle, right? Yeah. Not not like yeah. abused. I'm not saying anything bad, negative towards wizards, but I'm just saying like just I did get c- branded once at a tournament. <laughs> bristle, bristle branded. This happened to me way more than one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't miss the gathering though, man. Now thinking about it, like I don't miss the car ride home, Brian. Brian Todd and I drove from fucking far, ten hours at night after day two of a GP. We drove all night, but I, I won that giant gristle brand, and we had so much fun with that in the car. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the arena ones are something I never got to experience. That's like the one thing, you know, that I was just never a part of, even as a spectator. But it always just looked like something that is just unreal to me. It just didn't look that didn't look like a pro tour to me, but not in the sense like regional pro tours don't feel like a pro tour because they're not quite as, you know, luxurious or whatever. But this they it didn't feel like a pro tour because it just looked so amazing and so out of the realm of what magic has ever done. That it, it just looked it looked like a dream to me, you know. Yeah, the the studio that they were running it at, um, I really liked the last two, and it 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 was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I missed the sparks though when people walked up because that was so added, annoying. It just added a funny element, but of course, it seemed absolutely unnecessary. The first so time, the first time was, was great, necessary. and Brian's <laughs> Brian's shot was awesome with it. Yeah. Um, but the first time, yeah, pumped up. Eighth time, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do this again. No, they weren't yeah. hot. You could touch them. They weren't. They were no you heat could touch ones. The flames. Yeah, they, they weren't. Were, they weren't flames. They were something else. Wait, shit. We might be on eight on this. Um, wow. I'm kidding. Are- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they weren't um, they weren't like hot flames. You could okay, you could okay. touch them. Um, they you know they made sure of it right because they didn't want to burn their players. Yeah. Oh, man, it'd be so fun to just jump through the flames. Then that's what I would have did. It's just been like, you know, jump through, rip off my shirt and then play against, you know, Javier or something. But rip off your shirt, then sit down and get mana screwed. And then, and, then, and, then, and then wizards and then wizards has to take the stream down because it's not terms of service for Twitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No wonder why <laughs> then, I didn't get a special invite for any of these. y'all. Then, then sit down, wait five minutes for your match to start. Play yeah. play four turns, Mr. Third Land Drop, 
the game drags on, but you've already lost. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah that, and that then is, you walk away that's, shirtless. That's com- that's compelling television right there. <laughs> damn right, damn right. If you're listening, wizards, get me in. That's the kind of content you can get on your stream. But you yeah. also could get it if you rewatch last night's replay of uh, of E League. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but like bringing this back around, like um, you know, I think I think no one really knows a perfect formula or understands. Um, what to be doing not only there there is no perfect answer of how to be at uh, to be at home or how to navigate op because op is kind of a mess at the moment and 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 things have to get cleaned up because it's a company that has to figure their their shit out just like every other business has to figure their shit out it's not easy to navigate the situation because it's changing by the minute i mean just just the other day japan said they are closing the borders for 111 countries and and other all the countries are going to change. Like the fact is, is Wizards has no control over this. They have no idea when we can start playing tabletop tournaments again. None. Yeah, yeah. they just got to do the best with what the the information they're given on a day to day basis. And of course, that's going to cause some things to not be as good as they were, uh, you know, pre COVID. And I understand that. And you know, of course, they can do better in certain avenues, but. I think we all just got to realize that. This well, is I'm not, I'm not defending. I'm not, so I'm not even defending what they're doing. I'm saying mm-hmm. that we, as the people have no fucking clue what's happening. Yeah. And we're dealing with this pandemic. And I'm just saying the way that I've been slowly processes processing it is that if I have an overwhelming day or a bad day, I'm just going to live in it and I'm going to accept it. And I'm not going to fight it because yeah. there's nothing I could do. Like last night I was in like, like a few conversations about stuff. An announcement came out and this, the band, I had some work I was doing. I was in some conversations. I'm, I'm sitting here as a person in the MPL and hating seeing what's happening on Twitter because of the competitive advantage stuff. Now I'm not going to get into that, but I don't believe I, I was, I believe that I was trying to do the best thing possible by giving advice that I was asked for. And, and that is now I'm getting shit on for it and maybe I deserve it. Maybe I don't, I don't think I do. But like, I'm just saying that it's very stressful and I don't oh, really yeah. know what the fuck to do about it. And uh, yeah, that that competitive, the the all the drama that came out recently has been has been super stressful. And there's there's an incredible amount of misinformation out there that we are unable to correct. And it's really frustrating. Yes. Yeah, and, that would be that would it, be really it, frustrating. It's, it, it, there's nothing more frustrating than seeing people hate you on the Internet for something that's not true. But that's and for something that you can't defend. Yeah, that you can't and, defend. Yeah. And 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 at the time and and truly you thought that you were trying to do the right thing. Like you were giving your time and energy to try mm-hmm. to make the world a better place for everyone. And yeah. and, 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 and 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 I mean this circles back to a, an episode we've had before well, where, you know, yeah. No, but what I'm saying is instead of fighting through it, instead of like drudging through it, making a response, trying to word something, trying to figure out, trying to fix everything, I just shut my laptop. I looked at my fiance and said, let's order Ty and watch a movie. Yeah. yeah. And that's the smartest thing to do. You know, I mean, like when you can't do anything about it, like the position you guys are in where you can't publicly go out and and say information that could make it better, whatever you know or don't know, you know, the best thing you can do is just completely ignore it and just hope everything pans out because you just can't change anything. And just looking over it constantly just seems like a horrible thing to do from your guys' position. Now, I I went the same road anyways, and I don't know any special information. I can't help out at all, but I still just ignore all of it and go watch a movie and order Thai food anyways. But (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's just a good default 
Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've never but, found the the social media, you know, being a negative thing on my life like you guys have both felt at some particular time because I just never feed into it ever and I am always happier for it. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll find myself kind of feeding into it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I don't give a shit. And then I just go, you know, get off inter- get off the Internet. You know, I think we're getting a little off topic. Then we like, are. yeah, yeah. I, like I want to let, let's circle back. Like, OK. Like how so like. No, you guys aren't able to play Paper Magic, which I know you, you both enjoy in various ways. Corey, probably more than Brad, but like. How have you managed to like enjoy? St- how how have you managed to still stay connected to magic through like despite losing that? Like like yeah. what 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 like how are you de- how are you dealing with that? Because like I mean I know yeah. that I, I for me it's the answer was just stop playing and and it wasn't even really COVID related. It's just that's just been my answer and and I'm happy with that answer. And honestly, it's a bad thing to say on a magic podcast, but that's probably the answer for a lot of people who are listening to. But yeah. uh, like, I'm just curious, like what are, what are ways that you got like, cause like Corey, you're still playing a ton of magic. And I know you were saying about yeah. the modern thing, like you're, you know, switching to playing modern stuff, but like, how have you managed to like stay sane with playing magic, especially when standards been not that great. Like, Yeah. I mean, for me, it is just exactly that. Like I found the format where I enjoy doing stuff, you know, and it's like Urza and I was loving all the decks that I've been playing with modern, adding 20 cards and playing Yorian decks. You know, I was having a blast with that because not everybody was doing that in modern. And honestly, I was having a blast in standard when I was, you know, first on the E-League playing Yorian decks when nobody else really was. And even a fellow podcaster called uh, the deck tier two. And most of the world felt like that at the beginning. And so I was just having a blast. I was doing things people weren't doing. And that was fun to me. But now that everybody is kind of doing the same things that I enjoyed doing in Magic, now I've lost my interest in it. And now I'm struggling. Like So you you're a hipster. I, I basically, yeah, I like doing it when it when people weren't doing it, when it wasn't cool. But now when it's just the things I enjoyed doing it was no longer uh, a new thing and everybody's kind of been doing them, it's tough for me. So this ban announcement or this what whatever the ban announcement is going to be, something's going to be changed in standard was like the biggest relief for me because now I have hopes that I can just get back to playing standard, having fun, get back to playing all the formats and having fun. You know, of course, maybe that might not be the case, but uh, yeah, for me to answer your question, it's just playing what I have enjoyed. And that was modern for a very long time. But this last week I was struggling to even enjoy that because it kind of became Okay, are you playing Scapeshift with Yorin? Are you playing Red Black Lurus Prowess? If not, you're not playing the best deck. Um, and then that got to be boring for me. Um, so I'm really hoping these bands shake it up because I want to be able to enjoy making content. I want to be able to enjoy my Saturday weekends, you know, playing a tournament, streaming it, which I love to do. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, like Brad was saying, when it's just four Luka mirrors in a row, that's not fun anymore, you know? So I, I'm I'm welcoming this band for like the first time ever. I almost never call for a band because I just I I'll, but I'll but again the deck, like like know? like again it doesn't matter what the cards are. There there there's always a replayability issue. If you play too yeah. much Magic, you're gonna hit a wall. Yeah, but um, but if we switch up these bands, the replayability resets. Well, you I know, understand now that we get you to go through this and play new decks, try something new each time. 
Um, so even but if you'll it's be, just, but you'll be back at the same place. You'll again, be back right? here in a month. You know, of course I will. But this has always happened for me in Magic. Two two months into a set, I I start to lose interest in you know not necessarily in Magic in general, but in a format because things just get stale. But then a new set comes out, right? Yes. But my fear was that when this new set came out, it wasn't even going to help much. It was going to be like Kaladesh all over again. It was just going to be still Team or Energy or still Yorian decks. But now if we're getting a ban, then not only are we getting a new format to play now, that'll be fun. But also when this next set comes out, maybe it is going to impact all these formats again. And we're not going to have just companions every single time. Hopefully. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, magic's going to change. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm saying like when we're thinking more like I thought like more of the like when you hit that wall, what do you do? Not not just in the moment, because, yes, we're all going to love the change up for next week. I mean. Yeah. But to answer Brian's initial question, um, I actually haven't been enjoying playing Magic competitively. I've been taking quite a break from that. Now I'm streaming. I'm trying to find the best deck, and I'm and I'm still being competitive, but not to the degree you knew you used to know me as. Mm. I don't need every answer anymore. I don't need to find the perfect seventy-five. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Of course you don't need answers. You have threats and threats trump answers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and honestly, that's why my E-League was so much tougher because normally I just ask Brad and I'm like, Brad, you have all the answers. What should I play? And now you're just like, I don't know. I've been playing Winota best of one. Get wrecked, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, but the things that I've actually been really enjoying are are magic adjacent. Um, it's like, you know, the melee stuff, but, but most specifically... The, the Discord group in that Discord. Um, and you can get to the Melee Discord through the website at the bottom. But, you know, just hanging out with a bunch of new people that I'm meeting through COVID and talking about all the formats. And and I think we're even going to run like a small tournament, like a best of one tournament tomorrow. Um, you know, really tiny on Melee, no prizes. You know, it's just pride. Um, it's just us. Just I'm going to run it and play it. And just it'll probably take two hours because it's best of one. Um, but... <laughs> But like we're just for each like, game, two yeah, hours yeah. for each game. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm just I'm enjoying I'm enjoying that community that I'm trying to help build, and everyone else that's in there is really has been really cool. But and and streaming, and I've been enjoying making the YouTube content. But the, I I have stopped caring about the, my competitive place because I know eventually it'll matter, and I'll have to put pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. But I but while I can't control things and while I can't put ownership on anything, I'm not going to freak out about it. And now that's a completely privileged place because I'm qualified for all of these tournaments. Right. Yeah. But I also I fair, also don't, don't even have a, oh yeah. I also don't even know if I want to. I mean, I will play them because I want to be a part of the experience, but I don't care about my results. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Well, I think it's reasonable. There, because, well, there's two. So. Yeah, there's there's two. I've been down both of these paths before. <laughs> there's two kinds of not caring about your results. One of them is good, and one of them is bad. And I've been mm-hmm. on both of them. The one that's good is when you don't care about your results, but you still care about like you know doing the, the best process. that you can. The process. Yeah, you're putting effort into the process. You're you're practicing, and you don't care about your results because you realize that they're fickle and you have no control over them, but you still are doing the best you can to achieve results. That's yeah. the good kind of don't caring about your results. Because when you're in that mindset and you do care about your results, it like it's a distraction and it mm-hmm. makes you play worse. 
Now, oh, there's I, the, I ran into that every pro tour when I have one pro tour left to lock platinum. I yeah. always get into that horrible mindset and then I'm I'm broken at the end of the tournament. So that's totally true. Yeah. And then there's the other kind of not caring about your results where you just also don't care about the process or the game. <laughs> and that doesn't work out well. I could tell from tell you from experience, you don't do very well in those tournaments. So, yeah, I, yeah. I think I'm going to be half masked for this one. Yeah, I think you're going to be you're going to be testing at 6 p.m. as they say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I will, or 9 p.m. Sorry, 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah. I, I will definitely put some preparation in, and but I'll also be getting experience because I want to play the new format and have fun with it. Um, yeah. And I mean, you guys, you don't have a tournament to actually compete in, though, bro. Like, I mean, none of these matter for you. None of these matter for a lot of people. But the Pro Tour qualifiers, they matter for people because this is still they want to get to that next level. But, you know, for you staying into MPL, this this first the rest of this year just doesn't matter. right? But there is no next level right now. And we don't know when or if there will be one in the future. Well, yeah. no, there's there's no next level for for you guys right now, but there's still a next level for people that haven't that that didn't make it to these even regional uh players tour events like yeah of course Corey, not I, the do, same I don't i don't know i don't know if you know like these tournaments these are the only things on the docket with no understanding of the next op thing like the the truth of the matter is there's not a single player out there that knows if there's going to be another major tournament after these odds are there will be and wizards will probably probably wants them to happen but the, yeah. the but the fear is that you know COVID is a real thing. There is a lot of struggling. And I mean, I just saw on the internet that CFB events is, is crumbling. They're, mm. they're, they're, they're not going to be a thing. The the speculations, they're not going to be a thing anymore. Like, like we don't know where things are going and, you know, I'm going to take one from like the 18 year old book lately. Um, like, I don't want to stress about it. Like part of me is like, Oh my God, I might like, I don't know if the NBL is going to exist anymore. What am I doing from like, how am I going to have a livelihood? Like, what do I do? I have to pivot. What do I have to do? But then I look at these 18 year olds where you're like, Hey, 18 year old, the world's ending. And they're like, fuck yeah, let's dance. Like everything, <laughs> nothing matters. We're all going to die. You know, like, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, I kind of have to take a page out of that book in the sense that like, I can't control anything right now. I can only live my days. And, you know, I'm just going to hope that I don't, you know, do yeah. something stupid today and plan for things. But like, but that's just it. You have to realize that, like, it is not a guarantee that like there is that we have not announced a P2Q system for season three yet. Yeah, you got to understand that you're misunderstanding here. I'm just saying some people want to play a tournament to qualify for these three online events. Yeah. You know, this is still a big deal to some people that want to play it, you know, yeah. myself included. I want to try for those, but you you don't have to compete to get into these events. So right now you don't have an event that you have to care for to compete is all I'm saying. I'm still saying some people do yes. still have events to compete. Oh, com do, yeah. completely yeah. agree with that, but I'm also... That's all I was trying to say. So maybe I worded that wrong, but... Completely agree, but those are also drying up. After these LCQs, there are no are there PTQs still being run? Um that that I'm unsure on. But I, you know, trying to get into them, there's gotta still be some. I mean, they're still so far away, I feel, right? Like at least some of them. I don't know though. I don't know everything about that, so maybe I'm misinformed on that. But yeah, if there are not any qualifiers left, then yeah, I'm sorry, that that doesn't make much sense. But I'm just assuming there's ways to get into some of these events at some point. But I could be wrong. See, I like to take yeah. I like to take like a, a a half of the eighteen year old mentality and a half of the other mentality 
where <laughs> things do matter, but we're still all going to die anyway. So yeah, there you go. It's I, I don't know how to, yeah. Uh, I guess it's 50-50. Actually, I'm 50-50 too. Things don't matter. We're all going to die, but stay the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me in peace. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. That's fair. Good news is that I do stay off of Brad's lawn because I never go outside. Yeah. There we go. It's there also go. your lawn too. You have to help mow it. I did help I, mow I it. I know you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was oh, not God. fun. <laughs> it's not fun at all. Can yeah. that be our next topic, y'all? I think we all went from living in places that we rented where we didn't have to mow to all having to mow, and it sucks. Oh, you mean being an adult at an age that we should be adults? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, you mean doing uh, very, very basic things when other people do way more? Yeah, it yeah. sucks. When, yeah. I was, when I was 28, I never, ha- I looked at the lawn and I was like, God, oh, that's getting long. And I was like, oh, I don't All right, the next, the, next, <laughs> the next topic on the Bachelors podcast is raising children during a quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Which is something we all know a lot about. It kind of sucks. You sh- probably just shouldn't do it. Okay. It's and not, that's the episode. Raising children during quarantine, it's not fun. So don't do it. (laughs) But if you're going to teach them to look under the stalls while other people are in them, it's a real, it's a real, it's a real grind. Don't do it. It's a a Rick grime. Yeah. Oh Oh, God. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I got on this. And, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if we like really hit it. Uh, I don't know if I really explained myself well when it comes to like what I'm doing with COVID, but I think if, if the one positive comes out of all of this, I think I finally under got like understood mental health more. I'm not saying I know it yeah. and understand it, but I, I, I finally got a sense of it. Like the whole, like you're not okay, but that's okay. Just never really clicked to me. Like I bought into it, but it never, it never sunk in. Like mm-hmm. I always thought there was an answer to shit, right? But there's no fucking answer. I can't leave my house. I can't, I can't fix a lot of these things inside. And when I try to put push myself too hard, it makes it worse. Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah. having a coming to acceptance with, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big firm believer that coming to acceptance with reality is, is, is a massive benefit. And a lot of people just try to avoid reality. And mm-hmm. I'm not, and, and, and in some cases maybe that's right. Well, for them. Reality like, sucks only, right now. Yeah. Reality yeah. sucks. Like I, I can only speak for myself. And and I and I'll just say that for me, learning to come to ex- an acceptance of reality and just the nature of how like how things are, rather than try to like you know see, try to see things that are maybe more convenient for myself, but not actually like yeah. represent the way my life is or whatever, just never really worked out for me. It, it kind of I don't know. I always in the back of my head, I knew I was lying to myself or whatever, whether or not I would admit it or not. So. I don't know. If it kind of sounds like you're in the same boat, Brad, with that too. Mm-hmm. I, me, I, I found it to be very liberating, though. Like, oh, I, I've like, I, like I said, like that that release from last night, and and the, and this has slowly only been starting for the last week or so. Um, before I was a I was a prisoner of my own creation with all the work I was trying to do and keep going. Uh, but just that release of like, there's a lot of shit that I want fixed and I want to put my my stamp on and voice. I want I want to speak to Twitter so badly right now and say like I thought I was doing the right thing, but yes, I deposited the checks and now I'm I'm hated by so many people and I and I don't know what to do. And you know, I want to fix that whole storyline um because there was no malicious intent at all 
And I don't even think I got a competitive advantage. And if I did, I didn't use it. But that's not that doesn't matter, of course. Um, yeah, that's, that's not the point. That's yeah, not the I, point. But I just shut my computer and spent quality time with my fiance. And that felt fucking good. Yeah. 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 I honestly, and, and this is slightly off topic from what you're saying, but the one thing that I noticed about myself the most through quarantine is how much I took advantage of being able to just go out and get some live music, you know, get some live music, hang out with some friends. I just, I, I've been, I felt so kind of just, for lack of a better word, just icky, you know, just not being able to go out and experience that. It, it really is something in my life that I'm missing so much now. And I never realized how important it, it was and how much I took for advantage, uh, took for granted, you know, being able to do something that simple. It and definitely, it, it, yeah. it definitely puts into perspective the things that actually matter to us for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. well you're like, exactly. you, it's like, here are the things that we definitely could have gone without all this time because we don't, we still don't care about them. Yeah, um, but these are the, the the things that we definitely really care a lot about because that's the stuff that we're missing or whatever. So. Yeah, it'll be definitely something I reflect on when when if the world ever opens up again and try to not take these things for granted anymore and really appreciate that time to do other stuff. You know, that's the biggest lesson well, I'm going to take. So, but let, like five years from now, let's say things do go back to normal. There's probably going to be a period of time five years from now where these things were taking for granted the same things again. It's just how we yeah. are. And then I'm going to slap myself in the face when I come to that realization. Like, no, <laughs> no, go out and smile. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, we, we will, we will repeat ourselves all the time. That's just how this works. Like, yeah, we'll take for granted all that. I mean, one thing I just don't, and I, and I feel bad for, and I don't know how they're doing, but I just couldn't, I don't know what I would be like if I was alone during this. Like if I didn't have Ryan here or Amber, like if I was just, Mm-hmm. That I yeah. just didn't get human contact at all. I feel so bad for all the people that could potentially be struggling with that. Um, yeah. That just yeah. that seems brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. Or, or like you know, people in uh, elderly in nursing homes where their family can't come visit them because it's just unsafe. No, but know? they like, are. But they are actually that. allowing them to visit them and. There's more and more nursing homes that are getting infected with this shit. Like it's bad. Exactly. Like it shouldn't be that way, but it's also like okay, these these are these elderly people may who knows how much longer they have and it's like okay, people want to visit their loved ones and they want their loved ones, you know, to feel connected well, to the Well, the truth world, the truth I mean, we're not getting into this, but the truth is, course, is we yeah, yeah. we our families are much closer um than a lot and a lot the it a lot of people don't get visited. And that's really yeah. sad. Which is um, so sad, yeah. But but no, like yeah, visit visit Brian more often, Brad. Okay, he's I do. all the way downstairs. Hey, look, look, look. I know Brian really <laughs> well. If I go downstairs and say, "Hey, let's hang out and talk for an hour," that's not gonna that's not gonna put him in a great mental place. If I go downstairs and say, "I'm ordering Thai. Would you like some?" That's gonna get him in a great mental state. <laughs> My priorities have been in order for a very long time. Food is very high on the list, <laughs> and that, that hasn't changed, and that won't change. Like uh, you still aren't taking that for granted. Yeah. Oh no. But oh the no. Is from no. Ruby Tuesdays. Amber now and I, that you're taking for granted. Amber and I have ordered in, or we we went go pick up Ty. And and invite Brian for all of it, and not once have I thought he's taken us for granted. <laughs> Appre- appreciative every time. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, boys, let's wrap this podcast up. I think we uh, covered a lot. Sounds of good. Uh, the last thing I want to say is, if anyone's having a really tough time and struggling, please reach out um, to us or to anyone. Um, 
there's there's we should i should have gotten a phone number for it but honestly like join the discard start hanging out with us in there if you want to talk about magic or life or whatever um just reach out it's it's we're we're yeah. I think I think we just hit that Dunning Kruger spot, or hopefully we have, where we just realized that this isn't close to over, and we just got enough information to understand that we know less than we actually did, and this yeah, is going to take a while. Well, yeah, I think I so. Yeah, probably. And honestly, you know, I mean, yeah, we're all in this together. So if you really want someone to talk to at Shaheen Sarani on Twitter, <laughs> always open for a, a new conversation. That, so. is, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah honestly, I, 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 I know for me, I find talking about games a lot more fun than actually playing them. And so uh, I, I do think You're weird. That maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, I know that I am, but I don't know if that's the reason why. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Uh, it. I think I think finding ways to connect with people through magic is like pretty important now because it used to just be something that came with the game and now it's not. So we have to actually mm. forge our own path in that regards. But yeah, touche. But yeah, uh, so so to reiterate, like if if you want to be part of our uh, community and MTG Melee Discord, it's just talking about standard and historic and best of one. Uh, go to melee.gg, scroll to the bottom, you'll see a little Discord icon in the bottom left corner. Um, and that will get you to, uh, our discord, but, um, and then, and yeah, please stay, stay safe and take care of yourself. And I'm open to having a lot of, uh, starting dialogue. So if you at me, uh, with something or at Bachelor's podcast, um, but yeah, anyway, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I know a group of people that are not doing well because they have to put up with all our bullshit. Mm, yes, um, the, yes, audi- the, the audi- cast and crew. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Just, yeah. just the general audience. <laughs> yeah, the general. I don't even meant the general audience here. Uh, no, so uh, the cast and crew is a wonderful staff for the Bashers podcast. They keep the lights on. They keep it running. Um, and to become part of the cast and crew, you can go to patreon.com slash Bros podcast where you'll be able to support this podcast if you would like to uh i am going to be changing our tiers soon ish once i get some time because i want to add a monthly tournament because i can run them and that would be fun um but until we do that uh let us know if you'd like to, to to participate in that but until then let's actually talk about our wonderful people that help us each week keep the lights on Let's do it. So our first member of the cast and crew, I'm going to try to get this name right. We got a pronunciation. It's it's a tough one, though. It is Mikaela. Uh, right, Brian? I, I think you were. I don't, I don't think that's right, but it's dang yeah, it. Yeah. Good. Good try. We'll work on it for next time. Mikaela Hamada. Yeah, probably butchered that. But that is Brad's <laughs> personal barista. Brad is heavy into the coffee. So uh, second pot uh, of the day. Second part of the day, and thank God. Brian uh, and I have split it up. Yeah, we, yeah. we're both on our second part of the day, and I'm feeling the Ooh, effects. Oh, Brian, this is, not, uh, this is not for you, though. This is just for Brad. It's Brad's personal barista, so back off, dude. Oh, um, no, I'm Corey, not I'm supposed need, to share? Corey, I'm going yeah, to need you to, I'm gonna Brian, need you to Brian, calm Brian, down. back off. Back off, okay, dude? Oh, what? Corey, Sorry, I'm going to need you to calm down. Can we get EJ yeah. Ren, Corey's down player, in here? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, right, sorry. So, so I'm of. good now. I'm good now. So I think uh, I think uh, I think everyone knows what an out player is. Um, the last time I the, I was an out player once. Do do you want to know when? It I was do. it was uh, a very drunk Ross Merriam and a very drunk Brad Nelson um, at, at, <laughs> at an after party, and Ross Merriam was going off on someone about nonsense, and I was 
so sober enough to realize that it's complete nonsense, but drunk enough to know that I want to be a part of it. So I literally <laughs> oh, stood behind. I literally stood behind Ross and just repeated whatever he was saying. Wow. Or backing him up. And halfway through it, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. I can't believe he's yelling at this person about this. It was it was um Ryan over turf. Mm. Yeah. But but I, I was an up player once and I realized that people like Ross or Corey with how much energy they have should not have up players. In fact, they should have down players. Yeah. I'm gonna try that with Ross someday because I have heard some of the stupidest rants in my life come out of Ross's mouth. So I I, I think it would be fun to oh, reiterate that someday. I just I, I know how to stop it and be like, Ross, I don't care. <laughs> oh yeah, most of the time I just have to be like, all right, Ross, I'm sorry, I have not been listening at all. And you and know? and yeah. and and and, and, <laughs> and we'll get somebody on that to figure out what's the best uh things Ross could talk about. And we have someone yeah. that could do that, Alex Rinaldi, who is our data analyst. Yeah. Now now, uh, at the beginning of every uh, episode, uh, our pre-show, in fact, uh, that you can get at, on our Patreon, uh, there's a lot of analyzing. Plug, plug, plug sponsored, and chill. chill. It's for our podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm disgusted with it. Same. <laughs> but, but yes, in fact, Alex is crunching all of those anals, and we, uh, we dump those. We pump and dump those into our pre-show. He digs through oh, the man. anals of our past episodes to give us the data that we need. Oh, yeah. It's the second best part of our uh, podcast. That's for sure. And, number, right, number two best and, no, no, no. Real quick. And you, if, and no, 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 no. <laughs> if you do become uh, a patron, you can get all of our anal logs of all of our pre-shows. <laughs> <laughs> when the data goes away the log stays forever <laughs> all right our next member of the cast and crew is paul kaskarak dude come on i got it right like two months ago you're starting to embarrass yourself no that one i just verbally tripped over myself it is paul kakaroski and this is BBD's wall staring photographer. I think I nailed it that time. You're close. Why do You're I close. Get all the tough names you get. EJ we Ren solved and it. Alex we, because this is hilarious. That's why we do this. It's hilarious. This is bullshit. We need Corey's linguistic linguistic. Corey's linguistic. I'm starting a new band called Ling Biscuits. <laughs> Linguistics. Yeah. Well, Linguistics. Well, for that band of yours, oh. uh, BBD, we have your wall staring photographer for that all lined up in the form of Paul. Oh. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get oh, Fred Burst to be the uh... Paul. Paul, I know that you have a background in photography, but would you like to be our linguistics? Oh my god, I'm hey, never gonna let's... live this down. Damn it! Yeah, oh, shit. you're never gonna live it down, but you might live it up. But yeah, let's hope so. E- EJ will. <laughs> prevent that all right we got a spoon tongue bbd's hairstylist gotta say spoon tongue's been slacking on his job lately i i definitely need a shave <laughs> you too you need a shave <laughs> it's been a while it's been some time it's been a while hair now, brian i want to see it it's on the sides in the back not nice. on the top <laughs> nice yeah if you if you sign up for the top uh tier of patreon you get to actually shave his head <laughs> no, not true don't don't lie to the audience all right oh man uh oh it is me oh man i thought it was brian's name all right david watt is our special guest screener now david watt uh slacked off with his job that's why we got that last minute call this week but most mm. weeks david does a very wonderful job and i would like to promote him 
Yeah, Brad, if you couldn't read the difference between Brad and Brian, we can get a linguistic uh, expert in here to help you out, okay? <laughs> oh, that, that, would, that, that would be wonderful, no. But so, yeah. <laughs> so, so thank you, David Watt, for all of your wonderful uh, special guests uh, over the months. Uh, I, I, I'm sure that accounts for a lot of our viewership. Yeah, very good. All right, next up is Victor Beauchamp, and that is our executive producer. We, uh, Victor has just been planning a huge party for us bros, <laughs> and you know what? When this whole thing is done, we are going to execute it. It's going to be great. That party in 2022 is going to be so lit. So lit. We're yeah. going to be eating everywhere. <laughs> all right. Corey complains about getting all the hard names, but it looks like I have a really tough one here. It's Symbiol. <laughs> Symbol. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> pronounce that. Oh, Brian, get it right. Dude. It's symbol, you idiot. Okay, symbol. <laughs> Executive waste management operator. He'll be cleaning up this episode for years to come. Yes, All right. yes. All right. Uh, and 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 part of our VP operations is rabbit chicken. Um, so you would think, why would a podcast need video operations? And you would be right. And that's it. That's all it. Right. That's all we got. All right. Next. All right. Next up, we have the best joke from the best show ever. Dude, Jeremy dude, I, you, like, I swear to you that Brad, your I'm hatred, to, your I'm hatred of the office to, might tear us apart. You're tearing Brad, me trying, apart, Corey. You're tearing me apart. We need a down player for Brad. Can we get a new casting crew here? I am trying to be on the other side of this. I love the office. Jer Majelda is the assistant to the assistant regional manager. And let me tell you, this dry humor is just so good. And it really should be on TV more often. Uh, Brian, you're up. Sultan Abbasi, heavy editor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that 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 doesn't need to be heavy edited. Yeah. Save insulted with work. <laughs> We need to actually inject that with some heavy editing. We need to spice you up. There. All right. Pierre Vendobo <laughs> is the BBP companion, but cannot be played from the cyborg. Now, the issue is, is bad news. Yeah, here. I got yeah. bad news, Pierre. Um, shit might go down next week. So uh, we might need to, to, to what what is called in the industry pivot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Pierre's uh, job is already like very useless and now it's going to be nerfed. Oh my God. That's, that's trouble. What are you well, talking about? It's a very useful job. I, I have, I have a Pierre in my sideboard of my best of one deck. It's a perfect place for Pierre to be. <laughs> touché. Touché. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Time Ghoul. Time Ghoul's the manager. We uh, obviously after this episode need some good managing. We better get a meeting going. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. What, how do we alienate our entire listener base? Well, have this episode. <laughs> and then we got Eric Nall, who is the trash barge, and he is comprised of this episode of the Bash Rose podcast. That's oh, so, so that's two promotions for Eric when, like, we haven't, we haven't, uh, we haven't given some other people some. We are, I, is it nepotism? Is, it, is some nepotism happening here? That was two promotions. <laughs> Oh, it's wow. it's complete nepotism. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, impressive. That, that's bad. All right, so IPA for breakfast is our master bartender. Now, the funny thing is, is I haven't actually had a drink of alcohol during quarantine, um, which I yeah, gonna, me neither. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be remedying here very soon because I am craving some Moscow mules. Ooh. And so we're gonna go to the store and actually get some groceries that we need, but also get some liquor because. Like I said, yesterday I had my break point and now I need some alcohol. So IPA for breakfast. Uh, can you get me up a, 
up a uh, a recipe. That would be great. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in for that. IPA for breakfast then apparently has been solely catering to me because I have been not be having a dry quarantine. So thank you, IPA for breakfast, for helping me out with that. Uh, next up, we have Samuels Stroman, and that is our public relations expert. And should, man, should we un- should should we unblock Samuel from our gr- from our from our Discord? Because like we probably we need his ad- in, yeah uh, we need the advice now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We will unmute Samuel's account and really actually start listening to these 150 emails we've gotten from Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's about time that we actually uh, take this yeah. advice. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I think so. And that's the cast and crew. <laughs> All right, Brian, th- thank you for being the special guest on this episode. You're, every hey. time you're on the episode, is more special than the next. <laughs> yeah, thank But we, you. we don't thank- take you for granted that the fact that you did come and bestow your time with us each week. I'm we are glad- honored to have you. I'm glad that you don't take it for granted and that you're honored to have me, as I, too, <laughs> feel nothing but honor and joy in being a part of the Bash bros podcast every week i mean this week (laughs) this week this week this week this week all right thank you everyone for listening to another episode we'll be back next week uh odds are next week we are just going to be going ham about standard um because of whatever changes do happen to the format we're going to get a first crack early in the week hopefully uh on arena and then be able to talk about where things might be going but that is going to be exciting because we are getting ready for the uh the regional players tour i don't is that the branding still regionals players tour but brad i got bad news for you it's not Um, regionalized (laughs) uh yeah that too but i got bad news for you brad i might need a raise for next week because after i win five thousand dollars tonight i think i'm just gonna need a little bit more incentive to be a host on this show Oh, you can leave Okay, never mind. I'll do it for the same rate of nothing. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, wonderful. Sorry, I just got a call from EJ Ren and he told me to chill the fuck out. Yeah. So I, I'm back in. <laughs>